Right to be read podcast, episode number 92. Interview with Jatsna Ramachandran. Did you know there's a new place to sell your audiobooks besides ACX and Audible? There is Buck Books. Authors, I know most of your audiobooks are sold exclusively through ACX, but on any new books you have, a one-day sales pit stop at Buck Books is a no-brainer. When your narrator finishes your audiobook, send us the files and we will feature it to tens of thousands of our active subscribers and growing for one day only. You get some great sales and the very next day you can upload it exclusively to ACX. This is a great way to help offset the cost of production on a new audiobook and start building a strong relationship with the world's hottest free book promotion service, Buck Books. Not sure how to go about getting your book made into an audiobook or having trouble deciding if audiobook production is right for you? With an audiobook team of 10 and the lowest production cost around, Buck Books is ready to help you finally add this lucrative format to your author portfolio and sell it too. For more information, send an email to john at buckbooks.net. That's john, J-O-H-N, at buckbooks.net. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to be Read podcast. I'm your host, Dani Alexander, and today we will be having a very interesting interview. Today we will be talking about the Kindle publishing business, and we will be talking about how to make a stable income of $4,500 per month by not even writing the books. So today my guest is Jotsna Ramachandran and she is a stay-at-home mom and an online entrepreneur. Her Kindle publishing business called Awesome Life Resources has given her the freedom to earn full-time income from home. Jotsna shares her experience of building a home business through her new book Job Escape Plan which just came out and for a very limited time is for free on Kindle right now. Well, let's get to the show and I'm absolutely sure that you will get lots of value from this. Hello, Jotsna. I'm really happy to have you over. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Ani, and thanks for having me on your show. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. And I guess today we will have, uh, you know, uh, somehow unique uh, interview because uh, I have a feeling that it will be packed with different accents this time. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to be the only one with the accent. Um, and, uh, I hope it won't bother too much. <laughs> but, but I guess it will bring some unique flavor to it anyway. <laughs> sure. I just hope that the listener, listeners understand my accent. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's start from the beginning. I know that you have the story of uh, the person who kind of started somewhere else and then later on uh, got to a place which is much better and which is kind of uh, a happier one for us entrepreneurs. So can you tell us the story mm -hmm. of how did you get there and what you were doing before? Oh, yeah, sure. I actually started my career at a retail store, Annie. Uh, I was working uh, at a fashion brand and for five years I was working as an employee and somewhere down the line I realized that uh, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I thought I should be using my potential in a better way. So I just out of impulse, uh, it was an impulsive decision and I just quit my job and I started a staff recruitment company. This was three years back. 
So it was all doing fine. I was uh, working from home. It was quite flexible, much better than my employee days. But uh, the day I became pregnant, my life changed altogether because I couldn't work as effectively. Uh, uh, post my de- uh, baby, uh, it was uh, even more challenging. Mm-hmm. And what actually happened was my income started going down because I could not actively work. And uh, that was a huge realization for me because until then I was thinking that I was having a business, but this business was not working without me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I understood that uh, I did not have the systems or enough employees to run the business without me. So then I started searching for options uh, that would give me passive income uh, where I can just start the business, do the basics right, and it would give me income month on month. So while searching for such options, I came across Kindle Publishing. Mm-hmm. This was a, was a year back. So I st- slowly started uh, uh, publishing books. I d- never considered that uh, myself as a writer uh, until two months back. So I was, not, <laughs> I was not confident to write them myself. So and I also I did not have the time uh, because my daughter was too small at that time. So I started outsourcing the work to writers across the world. I would hire people from uh, freelancing websites like Odesk or Elance and, you know, I would Mm -hmm. just find the profit, uh, you know, the profitable uh, niches on uh, Amazon and I would uh, get the books written by others. And uh, that's how my uh, publishing business, Awesome Life Resources, started. So it's been a year now and I've published quite a few books and my income has been uh, growing steadily. So that's when I thought that, wow, I found out something for myself, which is giving me the freedom to work from home. So let me share this with uh, a a larger audience. So I thought my book could help me do that. And that's how I started writing my book. Okay, I see. So uh, as I understood, you were kind of uh, trying to see which niches were profitable and uh, were Mm -hmm. getting freelance ghostwriters, right? Mm -hmm. You were publishing them under your name still. No, I was uh, publishing on uh, different pen names. <laughs> ah, different pen names. Okay, so you were getting the freelance writers, ghost write the book, then you were publishing the books. And uh, I guess that part is um, partly clear. I mean, we like mm-hmm. writers, we either write the books ourselves or ghost write them, uh, make someone write them for us and mm-hmm. later on put it on Kindle. That process is, you know, relatively uh, clear already by now by, uh, I mean, I did more than 90 interviews so we know (laughs) how to get there but the difficult part starts once the book is already there and you have to sell it I mean the niche and the topic may be profitable but it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that your specific book will sell well so what have you been doing in that respect after that Um, Well, I've been doing quite a few things. As you rightly mentioned, just because the book is available on the internet, it doesn't mean it will sell well. So I do a bunch of things, Annie, right from the research stage. I just look for profitable topics, first of all. So I make sure that I search the uh, Amazon bestseller uh, uh, site where I can see which are the books that are doing well in different topics. And then I go into their ranking and see Uh, on an average how many books are selling in that particular topic so that will give me a rough idea on actually choosing the uh, right kind of topics the second thing is I would see what are the other books uh, currently available on Amazon uh, under the same topic so this uh, is something which I started doing recently and it's given me good results because I, I would go and read the reviews for the different books that are currently there and I would see how I can position my books differently Mm -hmm. So 
that uh, again all this brief that i have gathered i would pass it on to my writers so that you know they also understand the kind of book i want so i would that way try to differentiate our book from the current books available in the market if there are too many books on the same topic i would uh, try to come out of that topic and rather go for a different uh, niche or slightly different topic so that way we are uh, able to at least produce books that are not you know run of the mill kind of books so that's one thing we do and the minute we publish the book i think the biggest support that we get is from uh, the uh, free promo that's available uh, for 5 days uh-huh. so the yeah the kdp select free promo really helps in boosting the rankings so this is the time when uh, uh, during those 5 days my all my virtual assistants are on their toes you know promoting it on all the possible places on the internet so i think there are a very good some uh, websites that promote other kindle books mm-hmm. so we submit our books to all of them we uh, we uh, promote them on twitter as well as on different facebook groups so that will ensure that the books get at least you know anywhere between 2000 to 5000 downloads during those 5 days and that really matters because the minute the book comes back to full price it really boosts the, the ranking of the books mm-hmm. so yeah. that's uh, very important and we also make sure that uh, we request our readers to review our books because reviews really uh, give that credibility to the books so reviews really matter and that to the mar- because the marketplace has become so competitive we make sure the books get some good reviews and we we take immediate action on the uh, one star reviews we find out what was the problem with the book and we try to correct it so that we don't get a uh, more negative reviews because however good the book is there are going to be some negative reviews so we try to um, mm-hmm. uh, you know um, cater to those uh, readers as well by correcting the mistakes and uh, uh, what else yeah there are some amazing websites these days like bug books so i'm a big fan of bug books because yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, because most of my books have started performing like a uh, 10x times better after they've got featured on bug books yeah. so i i make sure the books are good enough that they get selected on bug books so that's a very good criteria if you can just check out their website they have some uh, points that uh, that every book has to meet before uh, mm-hmm. they accept the book so i i make sure that all my books meet those criteria mm-hmm. so that's another important thing and one thing i forgot to mention is the quality of the cover I think a cover can uh, decide the fate of any book. So we spent uh, quite a lot of time and effort in designing good covers. Uh, actually, a lot of people say that covers on Fiverr are not good quality. But I think if you spend the time and effort in finding good designers on Fiverr and have them as a part of your team, so that they know what you want, and I keep designing ten covers every month. Mm-hmm. so you know we get good deals on our covers so i we spent some time in um, seeing other other good covers and giving those as samples to our designers so that they know the kind of quality we are expecting so by doing all this we make sure that you know our book looks like a new york times bestseller at least mm-hmm. so once they are online they start performing well automatically okay uh, i i was just wondering since i never used a ghostwriter if you are selecting mm-hmm. a niche uh let's mm-hmm. say a profitable niche which is around mm-hmm. a topic which mm-hmm. you don't know very well let's say for example if i want to publish a book around uh i don't know health and fitness for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm not really into that i mean i'm i don't have the required knowledge about this mm-hmm. and i hire a ghostwriter and he comes back to me with a ready book how mm-hmm. am i making sure that the quality is good if i can't really evaluate if i don't have the knowledge to kind of compare and understand and uh you know see if it's really you know of a good quality in terms of content 
Right, right. I think that is actually the biggest challenge because uh, not all ghostwriters are good. You know, some of them, what they would do is they would just look for a relevant topic on the internet and they would just uh, use some uh, already written articles and then mm-hmm. rephrase it and write books. And that is the worst way of writing books. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you know, the first of all, there is no uh, way to check whether the uh, information is correct. So that is uh, quite a big risk. So what I generally do is I don't work with just one ghostwriter. I uh, when I pop, when I put put a job posting on Elance or Odesk, what I do is I mention that this book is going to be in the fitness genre. So if you have prior experience in this genre or if you are an expert in this genre, it would be an added advantage. Mm-hmm. So when I receive the applications, usually for any job posting, at least if, uh, you know 30 to 40 people are going to apply for that job. So when I screen their uh, profiles, I make sure that they have some kind kind of relevant experience in that particular category so that is one way of doing it i have recently come up with another strategy which has started working very well for me i have actually started partnering with experts in in a particular industry for example uh, i have published um, six books so far in the happiness genre and uh, for that i have tied up with a happiness coach who lives in india so he is already an expert in his industry and he is very good at writing books but the only thing is he is too busy in a uh, or publishing the books himself and promoting them so we have come up with um, you know a 50 50 partnership with each other so he writes the books i can trust that he's an expert so i don't have to cro- uh, you know cross check the quality of the work mm-hmm. and uh, that way uh, i can also save the initial investment of uh, creating the books because i don't have to pay him anything up front and once the books start performing well we split the royalties so that is another great way of uh, tying up with experts directly Okay. And improving the quality of the book, right? Yeah, I see. So here I have, I'm getting the impression that, uh, I mean, we we've always mentioned that being an author is is also uh, being an entrepreneur because we're talking mm-hmm. business here, and especially right. when we are talking about nonfiction books and particularly about outsourcing the writing of nonfiction books, mm-hmm. uh, we're getting into let's say 100% business term because it's not like you know we, we we don't have this writing process in place and we don't have the creative process in place so it's it's basically mm-hmm. a business model we are following right. so um and looking at it that way uh how are you uh, dealing with let's say we're we're always putting importance on engagement with the audience and gaining the mm. audience and the readership etc so in this i mean in this particular case since we have mm-hmm. a more specific thing and it's not really about the writer writing the book around a topic he's passionate about and connecting with the reader how mm-hmm. are you dealing with the uh, audience and their engagement or I, i i don't know i mean do you do anything in that respect or not Oh yes, uh, initially I didn't understand the importance of engaging with the reader, but once my sales started picking up, I understood that the people who are really doing well on Kindle are actually having a good following and I wanted to create one for myself. So what I started doing was I started creating uh, pen names for different genres. For example, there is one person who writes cookbooks. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we do is inside every book we uh, we we have created a free bonus offer which could either be um, you know uh, 
a link to uh, the PDF version of the book, or we would give the audio book free with that book, or we could give some other resource that could be useful for the reader. So that's a great way to build a connection with the reader and also build our list. So uh, with time, you know, we get 100, 200, 500 uh, uh, people who are interested in that particular genre. And then I've now only recently I've started creating an autoresponder sequence where we would, we would at least once a week send out some useful information in that genre uh, to the reader. So that way they are connected with our brand. And uh, every month if we launch a new book in that particular genre, we would send it to them during the free days. So they know they are benefiting and they don't have to keep spending money. And, you know, if they like our books, they would download during the free promos and they are the ones who will first come and come back and leave the reviews. So we are able to slowly build this only because of giving some um, uh, free offerings inside the book and getting the leads and then start connecting with the reader over email. But I'm sure this would be a lot easier if the author themselves do it. But because in my case, it's a, it's a bunch of ghostwriters. So yeah. we, uh, we get the uh, follow-up articles also from the ghostwriters. And we make sure that they add some value over and above the book. So that's one small initiative which we've started. So mm-hmm. let's see how it goes. <laughs> okay. And so now, uh, how many books do you have uh, in general in your portfolio? And how many niches do you cover? How many genres do you cover? Um, I, as of now, we have some 45 books published so far, and uh, we cover uh, around six or seven different genres, uh, right from gardening to cookbooks to spirituality, to self-help, happiness, business, a whole wide variety of things. Uh-huh, I see. And do you, which genre is doing best in terms of, inc- in terms of sales and income? Mm, I think health and fitness, health and, uh, fitness. Mm-hmm. And, gar- and gardening, yeah. I think I think uh, yeah I closely monitor the uh, the US market because that's our target market uh-huh. and being in India it's very difficult to, to connect with that market but I keep uh, following blogs and uh, the news that's uh, available in the internet to understand what are the current trends in the American market and we try to focus on that market. Uh-huh. Okay, I see. And uh what about the um like you have the portfolio in place and you have already set up the team of ghostwriters per genre and you have mm-hmm. a team of people who help you with the promotion and marketing of the books and you have uh, the designers in place. Uh, who, right. who else are you using? Uh, like, you know, who else do you have in your team and what do they do? Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, Annie, actually, I have three people who I work permanently. They are my virtual assistants who take care of all the admin related work, like marketing the books and promoting them on various mm-hmm. places, scheduling the free promos. So they are with me all the time, you know, so I can just call them and just tell them what's the task for that particular week. Uh, whereas I tie up with experts like uh, ghostwriters, take care of the writing. Then I have uh, designers uh, who do the cover cover designs. Then I also have uh, editors uh, who are just good at editing. They I don't make them write the book, so they are focused on the editing part. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I have recently started uh, publishing books through Audible. So uh, I have uh, a couple of uh, narrators now, and they are from America, so that you know they don't have they have the authentic ox- accent, and uh, they are doing a great job in narrating the books. And uh, I also now, because I have launched my own blog, I, ha- I have a lot of other requirements like people who can transcribe my interviews and stuff like that. So I think uh, uh, these freelancing websites have 
all kinds of people that you know you can hire very easily so i'm working with a, i think at any given point i work with 15 different people so it's really uh, very useful for me mm-hmm. oh by the way i mean uh, i'm sure you've heard uh, the message from this podcast sponsor and they are also offering uh, to have your audiobook in place for one day before you get uh, kind of you know uh, involved oh, with yeah. audible so you can try that as well <laughs> yes yes i didn't know that initially so i had a, a an exclusive agreement with audible and then when i went to uh, books for featuring my book they said it's not possible so probably for the next book i will try a one day promo there and then move to audible Yeah, it's it's just a one day difference, but I think that you you can benefit a lot because I have a feeling that not only uh the books are doing well, but also the audiobooks are picking up as well there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. Right. Okay, so uh are you kind of, you know, uh you you looked for a passive income stream and it seemed to work well and uh you're scaling it up with the time. So are you gaining your uh full-time income just from this business or you need to do something else in order to kind of cover up all these uh expenses of uh you know, the people you're hiring, etc.? Okay and now it has become a full time uh, income for me luckily so uh, until 4 months back i was uh, managing multiple businesses ani not not because those businesses were giving me uh, a lot of income it is just the si- shiny object syndrome you know uh-huh. uh, as, as soon as my daughter was born I, i understood my responsibility as a parent and i wanted to earn as much as possible in the shortest span of time so i opened multiple businesses but i think that's the biggest mistake i made last year So once my Kindle business started growing I realized that the potential is going to be uh, in the online businesses in future. So in December last year I made this conscious decision of winding up all my other businesses and uh, focus solely on my Kindle publishing business and that has reaped some good results. Uh in terms of numbers I was doing around $1000 a month till December and in the last 4 months it has grown to $4500 per month. So that's uh I mean a decent enough for me uh, living in a country like India so I'm planning to just focus on this so that it grows at uh, doubles or triples by the end of this year. Wow, very impressive. Actually, I mean taking into account that uh you know you've set up a mechanism which kind of frees your time at at a maximal possible way it it's it's really impressive because many people who work full time don't even make that amount so, <laughs> so thanks yeah. ani yeah right. and uh what about uh, now uh, let, let's just dive into the fact that you already had the team of ghostwriters writing for you and it it works mm-hmm. pretty well as as far as we are already understood so what made you want to write a book yourself ah uh, that's a good question uh actually uh, people uh, that is my friends and family understood that i'm doing something from home you know i don't go out i don't attend client meetings so they all became curious as to what am i doing from home so then when i started sharing my story of kindle publishing a lot of people started uh, you know showing interest in starting an online business mm-hmm. uh because i feel that 9 out of 10 people are not happy in their jobs yeah <laughs> true because they, <laughs> they join a company mostly for all the wrong reasons you know and after a few years they feel that they are unhappy and they don't know how to come out of it because it's a huge financial risk of quitting the job and starting a business so that's when i started telling people that don't just quit your job start a business from home 
I you know spend a couple of hours every day, just wake up early and do it uh, before going to work. And gradually, once that business grows, then uh, when you start getting in income that's equal to your monthly salary, and then you can comfortably quit your job. So this was a plan that a lot of my friends got interested in, and I started teaching them. So this made me realize that I should spread this message to a wider audience, and I could do that with a book because I can reach to anybody in, in any part of the world. So I never thought that I'm a, I'm an author, but because of the uh, encouragement I got from my friends and family, I thought, okay, let me start writing. And uh, the book is up for release on 26th of April. So I think <laughs> uh, I, I've uh, managed to do a decent job. And the best part is, the minute I started writing the book, I got some wonderful support from the online community because I got to interview seven successful entrepreneurs like John Lee Dumas from uh, Entrepreneur on Fire, yeah. Nick Nick Loper from Side Hustle Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Scott, you know, who is very uh, who is very popular in yes. the Kindle industry. So all these people started, uh, you know, responding to my emails, and they said, "Yeah, cool, let's do a Skype interview." So that was very encouraging because all these people also have a vision to improve uh, the way people live and to you know show them better opportunities online. So this kind of encouragement that I got from people really motivated me to uh, write every day and complete the book. <laughs> Okay, I see. So, since it was the, your very first book, and you haven't written anything before that, so mm-hmm. uh, what was your biggest challenge? What was like the most difficult part for you? Oh, the, the most difficult part was the habit of writing, Annie. Because I think since I passed out of my uh, high school, I never wrote anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> So sitting and uh, typing in the laptop for an hour every day was the biggest challenge because it's very distracting, you know, especially when it's typing on the computer. So I have now devised a method where I get up before my daughter wakes up in the morning uh-huh. and I turn I turn off the Wi-Fi because if the internet is on, I would invariably get into Facebook or email. Yeah. So <laughs> I avoid all those distractions and I write. And that's been very helpful for me. And secondly, um, I joined a course called uh, Self Publishing School mm-hmm. by Chandler Bolt. So that course was very helpful because I was part of a community, and everybody, uh, were, or most of them, were actually first-time authors. So it was very helpful to uh, you know encourage each other and ask doubts and support each other. So that was very useful. And I also got myself an accountability partner. So uh-huh. he he lives in New Zealand and. Uh, we talk to each other every week and we hold each other accountable uh, to ensure that we both have progressed on our goals. So all these things have really helped me in spite of being a first-time author. Okay. And uh, what is like, I don't know, I mean, you you already kind of, okay, under different pen names, uh, but you already have like 45 books out there. Mm-hmm. What makes this one different besides the fact that you wrote it? I mean, uh, how do you feel about this differently than the other books? I feel that this is my second baby. <laughs> you know, it's very close to my heart because uh, I have never uh, spent two months writing a book. So usually the ghostwriters are professionals. They can just write a book within a week or 10 days and I would quickly flip through it and the editor would take care of the rest. But in this case, I was completely involved in this. So that was one thing which made this special. Secondly, uh, I ensured that there are uh, there are actually seven steps in this book, Annie. Mm-hmm. And if anybody just follows through those seven steps, they can easily start a business from home, grow it and then quit their job. So that's the idea of the book. So I have made uh, action steps at the end of each chapter. So it's a it's more like an action guide rather than a book. 
so that makes it very special because i feel people can it's very practical and people can take action and uh, actually see some difference in their lives so mm-hmm. that makes this book special <laughs> Well, I see. So, so you said that before actually writing that book, you were in person doing this kind of coaching or advising mm-hmm. or helping people get into a situation where can they can just quit the job they hate and right. uh, do something from home in their comfort and you know feeling mm-hmm. emotionally uh, much much better and comfortable so right. um, so do you ha- I mean did you decide to write the book because what you did in person really worked and you already had success stories out there oh yeah exactly actually i have a very dear friend from college uh she is a dietitian so uh she was having a very uh a very successful practice when she was living in my city uh then she got married and moved to another city and she was finding it very difficult because it was a small town and uh, nobody used to go to dietitians in her place mm-hmm. so she was really finding it challenging to uh you know pursue her career there So that's when uh, I had a conversation with her and uh, we decided to start up a website for her. So it's still in the process, but I'm sure once it's out, it's really going to uh, elevate her career because through that website, she's going to be offering uh, diet coaching and uh, uh, it's going to cater to a huge uh, uh, Indian society, uh, Indian community that's there across the world. Mm-hmm. She's a specialist in customizing uh food according to the uh indian cuisine you know so i think that uh, was a huge niche and uh, that uh, was not getting catered to in the uh, online uh, uh business so we are starting a website with her where she can stay anywhere in the world and she can still coach her clients so that's something which really inspired me in actually writing the book and i have another friend of mine who is a fitness coach so he's actually he's enjoying his job and he is having a very thriving business and uh, his clients are all these movie stars and fitness models and all that yeah. so he was enjoying himself but i was telling him that you know you you go on a vacation for one month then what happens to your business he says yeah in that month i don't earn anything so i told him that's something uh, that's not supposed to happen because you are so good with your job so you shouldn't be limited by the number of hours you work so this triggered uh, some spark in him and now i'm setting up another website with him where he can offer uh, video uh, courses on you know developing the six pack abs or <laughs> you know reducing uh, fat in your body or and he's also coming up with his own line of uh, uh, fitness supplements and all that so that can sell on its own as and generate passive income for him whether or not he works so these two people really uh, help me understand that there are so many other people who are good at what they do but they don't have a bigger platform uh, to reach out to a bigger audience so this is the these were the inspirations behind writing this book for me Mhm I see. Well, since we're kind of, you know, this interview is more about uh online business, <laughs> well, it's mm-hmm. becoming to be rather than writing. So, um <laughs> le- let's just, you know, you wrote this book with seven steps and, you know, offering people um ways to kind of solve their problem and make the smooth transition from mm-hmm. their jobs to uh having a thriving business. So, uh, can you just briefly tell us what these seven steps are so we know those two oh yeah sure i think the first and foremost step is to get a reality check because people should know what is their current scenario in life and they have to uh, accept 100% responsibility for their life so that's the very first step to understand where they are right now in life 
the second step would be to actually design a dream lifestyle for themselves because most people i've uh, spoken to actually don't have goals and even the ones that have some vague idea actually have not written the goals down so i feel one has to have a clear picture of what they want in life because my goals may be very different like for me of working from home is like the biggest dream for me but for somebody else it could be traveling across the world and working so they need to understand what they want first so that's the second step the third would be to actually get into the entrepreneurial mindset of uh, taking up challenges and uh, doing it because when you are an employee it's very different uh, way of working and when you're an entrepreneur you do everything yourself so i i show ways of getting into the entrepreneurial mindset and and coming out of this excuse mentality because people feel that if they have to start a business they need to have employees they need to have an office they need to have a lot of money invested in the business but today because of the online nature of businesses none of that is true mm-hmm. so that is the third uh, step where i break the old mindset and give them the new mindset and the fourth step is to identify the niche uh, that they want to choose uh, because a person needs to understand what they are good at and uh, what they enjoy doing and what niche has the potential to make money so they need to go through a process to identify their niche and uh, the fifth step would be to choose the ideal online platform because some people love to write some people speak very well like you and me and have a podcast and some people are very comfortable in front of the camera and they can have a youtube channel probably so i'm showing them seven different online platforms that are doing very well and for this particular chapter i interviewed seven different people who are doing seven uh, great things online mm-hmm. so that's the uh, fifth step where their platform is chosen and the sixth step is actually Uh, get ready for starting the business by investing time and money in learning the business because um, a person who is an employee typically will have no idea how to start a website they will not know how to uh, shoot a video so i'm uh, i'm suggesting that people should read blogs they should read books take up online courses maybe hire a mentor and prepare themselves in that chosen niche that they have uh, they, that mm. they are going to pursue and the final and the last step is to actually not wait and just go ahead and start the business grow it and then finally say goodbye to your boss <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's like, you know, uh a very practical steps and I agree that you know, once you I mean there are, as you said there are like 9 out of 10 people who don't like their jobs, like mm-hmm. my, mildly told, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> uh but when I'm thinking like the sad point is here that uh how many of those 9 actually take action? True. Or how many of them actually think that it's possible to change things so it's uh you know and so so once they realize or have the desire or want to do that i guess that you know some practical plan in place is very needed because i mean i have a feeling that we both did this impulsive decision and just quit the job immediately but yeah. i don't believe that that's the best thing to do so you know uh, just absolutely don't Your do as we did <laughs> <laughs> true true absolutely yeah okay so um what about like i don't know uh, do you plan now that you have this uh, uh everything set up and you also wrote a book and you kind of uh, i have a feeling that you sort of enjoyed doing that do you plan right. do you plan writing more books or not oh, oh yeah i would love to have uh, uh, you know all that i know to be converted into books so i'm planning to write uh, uh you know continuously and probably 
come out with books uh, every two, three months. Uh, and that's the plan that I have as of now. But the immediate plan that I have, Annie, is to come up with an online course. Because uh, I feel those who read the book and those who are committed to take an action will want a little bit of handholding to actually take action and, you know, come yeah. out of the job. So I think I'm, I'm just working on an online program. Uh, hopefully, it will get uh, released in a month or two. So that should really, uh, you know, help a whole lot of people to really quit the job and come out of the rat race. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I really, I have to be honest here and admit it to, to you and to our listeners. I really envy nonfiction authors because there is so much more they can do <laughs> as a follow-up and so much business they can link to their books. Uh, like, you know, fiction authors don't really have those opportunities there is so much i think uh, ani you can you have a bigger opportunity you can convert your books into hollywood movies right uh well yeah but the chances of that are you know are not equally to you know you making an online course (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true yeah of course the kind of you know the the outcome will be much bigger from a hollywood film but but, you know the probabilities uh, there are are not really in in that favor. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, so if we try to wrap it up, what would be like your um let's say your final advice to people uh who are kind of, you know, who have a job, they don't like that job, who have writing as a passion, so they are not really entrepreneurs in mind, but they are writers and they would like to mm-hmm. do this full time if possible. How mm-hmm. should these specific people mm-hmm. who want to become writers uh how should they uh, transition? I mean in their specific case, where should right. they start? Oh, I think uh, if you want to become a writer, I think the, that's the best thing to do because it involves the least investment in terms of money and stuff because you don't need to have a website or any, any fancy thing when you start off. The only commitment that a person should give is time to write uh, and make sure that the book gets completed because I know a lot of people who start writing but they never complete their books. So well, I, I would just tell people that first of all, believe in yourself that you have value to add to this world. A a lot of people who are really good in what they do, they underestimate themselves. They think that there is nobody who's going to listen to them. But thanks to the internet, you know, you can reach out to people who don't even know you. So uh, I'm sure anyone who has any kind of uh, message or or knowledge or talent can convert that into a book. Uh, That's number one. And Secondly, uh, I think they should just uh, pursue and complete the book and not wait for the book to be perfect. Because if you try perfecting it, it was, it's going to take years. So it's more important that, that we impact somebody's life today rather than make, uh, waiting for another 10 years to make it perfect. So it's, it's better done, uh, it's better done that, than perfect. So just uh, make sure you complete your book and publish it. Yeah, so I think those are the two things I would like to say. Completely agree. Well, thank you very much for coming over. Thanks for your advice. I, I think uh, although this was a bit different in terms of that we didn't concentrate on, you know, writing specifically, but mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that it did uh, provide lots of uh, information which the listeners might use as well because it's, it's directly related to what they could eventually do in the future. Oh, uh, thanks a lot, Annie. I'm, I'm, sh- uh, I'm sure uh, 
you know, um, people would get to, uh, I mean, they would find a few of the things that I said uh, useful. And uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity to speak to so many people and to speak to you. It's, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you, Anne. You are welcome. Thank you. Well, I guess that was it for today. I hope you really enjoyed the interview. Thank you once again for listening. Please, if you have time, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. And also, I have changed my website slightly. So uh, you can go ahead and check it out at AnnieAlexander.com. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, have a nice week. Uh, keep writing. And I wish you success with whatever you do.